The death has occurred of the Irish-American politician and former U.S. Congressman Brian Donnelly. He was the driving force behind the so-called Donnelly Visa Programme, which enabled thousands of Irish people to legally settle in the United States by way of a green card lottery in the late 1980s and early 90s. He passed away at his home in Cape Cod in Massachusetts on Tuesday night. Here he is speaking on a visit to Galway in January 1988. The fact of the matter is, is that the American immigration laws, frankly, discriminate against the Irish. Had the laws been on the books that are on the books today, uh, Brian Donnelly would be a TD from Galway City <laughs> and not a member of the United States Congress representing the city of Boston. And simply on the issue of fairness and equity, uh, we in America intend to pursue with, with figure and of all the political strength that we have to make sure uh, that the sign uh, to America says welcome and not Irish need not apply. The late Brian Donnelly speaking in Galway in the late 1980s. Well, we can talk now to Brian Donnelly's nephew and University of Galway law lecturer, Larry Donnelly. A very good afternoon to you, Larry. Welcome to the programme and our, our condolences uh, to you and all your family on, on the death of Brian. Good afternoon, Brian. It's just wonderful to hear his voice right there in full flow in Galway. There are many aspects, of course, to Brian Donnelly's political career, but he's best known here, I think it's fair to say, for the Donnelly visa and his engagement with our Irish issues. How did that all come about and what was the impact of the visa programme at the time? Part of it was because he, his heart was in it. I mean, he was very deeply attached to his Irish heritage, as my entire family is. Part of it also was down to the ethnic composition of his then congressional district, which was, by a long stretch, the most Irish congressional district in the United States. And what happened with respect to the Donnelly visa was that a lot of his older Irish-born constituents kept coming into his office and saying, look, we were able to emigrate here and find a new life for ourselves uh, in the 50s and in the 60s, but now it's not so easy. And that was because of some, some legislation that effectively, as he said in that clip, uh, discriminated uh, against the Irish. And he took to that with vigor uh, and came up with what eventually became known uh, as the Donnelly Visa, which paved the way for tens of thousands uh, of Irish people to come to the U.S. and start a new life uh, in, the, in the 1980s when things were difficult here. And one of the things I always say, Brian, is that when I go home, I'm struck by the amount of boys named Oshin and girls called Siobhan, etc. And it's because they are the sons and daughters of the people who got Donnelly Visas in the 1980s. Yeah, and he was able to get it through Congress. And we know from more recent experience, these can be very testing initiatives to, to get support uh, on, on Capitol Hill for. But he was able to guide it through Congress, get it over the line because of very considerable political skills. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things Brian said to me, and he said to me on his most recent visit here to Ireland in November, uh, was that in politics today, especially in the United States, there are too many crusaders. There are too many people who are absolutely convinced that they are right and the other side is wrong. Uh, Brian took a very different view. He had principles, of course, but he was a centrist and he was somebody who was able to do business with people on both sides of the aisle. And indeed, that's how the Donnelly visa happened. He never would have got it over the line unless he did business 
business with people, for instance, on the left of his party who are wary of doing something special mm-hmm. uh, for the Irish, or on the on the right wing and Republicans who are very inherently skeptical of doing anything uh, on immigration. He was able to walk that tightrope. It also should be said that Washington was a different place back then. Uh, it was easier to get things done than it is right now. Tell the story, Larry, about the Irish Embassy and the Waterford Crystal Bowl. I'll try and do it justice. Uh, in, the ni- in the late 1980s, there was a legendary Democratic congressman named Peter Rodino. Peter could have either been a big, a big, it could have helped the Irish cause or could have hurt it. Brian convinced the Irish government that they needed to do something special uh, for Peter Rodino to keep him on side, and they decided to have an event in the embassy. But Brian was, how shall I say it, underwhelmed when they proposed that they were going to give him a pen uh, on the evening. He said, look, we're talking tens, tens of thousands of visas. We can't give this guy a pen. Now, on the night, Brian happened to see a large Waterford crystal bowl uh, in the foyer uh, of the embassy, and a plan was hatched. And he was making the presentation to Congressman Rodino and said, on behalf of a grateful nature, nation, uh, we want to offer you something, Peter and he dropped the pen to one side, scurried over, collected the Waterford crystal bowl and handed it to the congressman uh, <laughs> on the spot. And, and, and as he said, uh, I'm from Dorchester. It's probably not the first thing I've ever lifted, but it, what were they going to do? They were hardly going to make him br- give it back. <laughs> he, uh, he saw the need and he rose to the occasion. And just a final word about his wider involvement, Larry, in Irish issues. He was one of the leading members of the Friends of Ireland group, which was a very influential uh, group of congressmen and senators uh, during that period uh, who, who supported efforts, uh, eventually, I suppose, which led to the Good Friday Agreement. It was the genesis, if you like, of uh, US engagement with Northern Ireland. Absolutely. He was very involved in the early 1980s uh, with a lot of people on both sides of the Atlantic in terms of uh, promoting a peaceful situation in Northern Ireland. He didn't come to it with the stereotypical Irish-American view. His was much more nuanced, uh, and he accomplished a great deal on that. I should also say he was a big voice uh, for writing the injustice uh, of the imprisonment of the Birmingham Six and securing their liberty. Uh, He also did an awful lot in the early days uh, to in terms of uh, financial development and attracting inward investment in this country. So he was a great friend to Ireland. And all I can say is my my heart is really with my Aunt Ginny, his wife, and my cousins, uh, Lauren and Brian, right now. Well, he's very fondly remembered by many people here, of course, and in the United States who benefited from that visa program. Again, Larry, our condolences to you and your family, and thanks for talking to us today.